Um, he's just this this ridiculously over the top, you know, like like, and he's just constantly telling Drift, look, just go home, just go home, doll. There's just no point, you know. You you you're wasting your time. You're wasting my time. I have to come and clean up after you. The the reason that I thought this story was really quite interesting and fun is what it does is it 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 turns that I want to be a superhero thing into okay i'm kind of fighting every single force in my life to be a superhero because every force in my life and every force when i'm a superhero says don't be a superhero right and and i'm not you know she she's not batman she's not driven to do this because of something that happened to her she's had a relatively relatively good life it's more like she has powers and she's like okay but if i have powers then i have to be a superhero right I mean that's that's the way it works, yeah. It's almost like they're taking the responsibility, even though it's like it's been a terrible experience. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and power comes terrible weekends. <laughs> and and I just thought it would be a really interesting idea, and it's not one I've really seen before. Like where there's someone who, and it, it's it's more than just oh you're a terrible superhero, oh your powers are terrible. It's more than that. It is literally a case of every single thing she interacts with and encounters says don't be a superhero just just go home and sit down and 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 do your homework and 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 don't stick your head above you know above the parapet as it were and i think that's a really interesting dilemma for the character for any character to face you know it's it's something that's a little bit different that i you know again i've not actually read a, a comic quite like that before well, um it's cool um have you ever seen uh the anime my hero academia i've not seen it no but i i'm aware of it you, you should watch it because it might give you some ideas for that because it's not um there, there's not someone exactly like that but it's it's kind there's the, it, i get that same like vibe where because in there hero is like a job it's like you actually like have to work and earn it but for the most part it's because you you know you're birthed with the superpower and you're trying to go to school, learn how to use your superpower, and based on your level of superpower and how well you use it, um, you know, you can get ranked and get fame and money and all that stuff as a job. But it does sometimes seem like some people do it reluctantly, some people do it because they want to, some people do it for the fame, some people do it just to be a hero, right? Like, there's a bunch of different reasons, but there, you know, I don't think there's quite one where somebody's, like, absolutely terrible but they feel like they are absolutely required to be a superhero. That's why it's interesting. But there's all the other ones around that, you know. That's why you know all the other reasons to do it. Yeah, I I, I just thought this was you know, uh, and I I can't I can't claim full kind of full uh, idea on this because um, I did workshop it a little bit with um, uh, I forget his first name out uh, Josh Skyber I think it is, um, who's one of the guys who stepped forward. I think it's Josh. Sorry, I'm horrible with names. So sorry if I got that wrong. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I workshopped it a bit with him. You know, he was like, "Hey, can we do like a D-list hero and they're crap? You know, and they're really awful." Um, and I kind of went, "Well, what, what, what if? Yeah, okay, let's go with that. But what if also they have like this perfect life and like everything about them is, is kind of like, okay, well, I want to just be a normal person, but I also have powers. So what the hell am I supposed to do? Because I can't just abandon this like gift." Yeah. In big inverted, you know, really big inverted commas here. Um, 
because you know then I'd feel like I was wasting it and I don't I don't want to do that I don't want to be that person who wastes their gift <laughs> so yeah no I, I just I just thought it would be I thought it would be a lot of fun um to, to write that story and you know I'm, I'm dipping into um other uh other series as well um uh violent number two you may or may not know has already been delivered nice um so done done and done um and um uh so so that's all finished and uh i've got another comic that's ready to go that i was going to talk to you guys about and i can't talk about that now because it's not going till next year um, but we are working on a, an, an arc for Violet number three to number five. Uh, we're going to do a three issue arc for Violet now, um, which is, uh, you know, it, one of the most fun things about comics. And, and I know you guys know this because look how much you've done is writing the arcs that you know, you're going to follow like, Oh man, this is so cool. And this is gonna, this is going to come together like this. And it's going to look really cool when we get to this point here. And, um, Jennifer, Jennifer colors the way that I approach comics because of her approach. That's one of the wonderful things about working in a, in a true collaboration where not one person is writing the story, but you're writing it together because I'm a bit of, um, I suppose you'd say I'm a bit of a chameleon. <laughs> um, in that like, I will adapt my story style and my writing style to the people who I'm working with. So when I write with John, um, it tends to be quite lighthearted and a little bit ridiculous, you know, a little bit overblown. That's that's the kind of comic that he writes. You know, that's the blue shift or the penumbra. Um, when I when I write with Jennifer, it goes dark, like like properly dark. Um, a lot of the things that happen to Violet are very very unpleasant, and arguably unnamed. Um, is it has the darkest superpower in my entire universe. Um, because her power, I can now reveal, because readers have seen it, um, I can now reveal that Unnamed's power is to force you into a bubble universe where you live out your worst nightmare until she lets you go, and then you return with whatever physical manifestation has occurred within that bubble universe. So it's real, you actually live through it. So it's like literally putting you in hell for a moment, and then, but you know, it's just temporarily. It yeah. gets worse because she also has to watch. She is unable to be unaware of what's going on in the bubble universe that she creates. Damn. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean that 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 girl is damaged, you know, quite <laughs> quite, quite seriously, and I'm not talking about the burns. So she has to see other people's hells in order to do that to them to begin with. And and she is desperate to be a hero. That is literally all she wants. She wants to use her power for good. That's probably a, a good thing. <laughs> Could be worse. Until she gets taken over by an alien, yeah. <laughs> then it's less good. Then it's less good. Um... So, yeah, um, you know, uh, it, it was, you know, as I said, Unnamed has one of the darkest powers I've ever come up with. Um, she's sort of like the Scarecrow on steroids um, and makes it real. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the Scarecrow, or Scarecrow if it worked, you know, like if it, or if it was real, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, on a side note, um, that was one of my favorite moments in Blackest Night, the, the, the Green Lantern 
series. Yeah. Um, where, like, Scarecrow had just been popping up all the way through, and you're like, why? And then they split the rings, and, like, the rings go off to find other people to, you know, to, to um, sort of wield them. And Scarecrow gets the second fear ring. Ooh. <laughs> and you're just like, I get it now. I get why we've been looking at Jonathan Crane in a bar all this time, you know? And, you know, while, while, you know, Lex Luthor gets the greed ring and and Mira, because um, Aquaman's died, she gets the the red ring at the anger ring. And, and, you know, you you get the, you know, you get the various, you know, the various people and you're like, oh, okay, okay, that kind of makes sense. Okay, yeah, I I get that. That makes sense. And they're like, ah, right. So that character wasn't there for no reason. They weren't just showing off a random DC character. I should probably have realized that, but I was sat there going, why? Like, I mean, I like the character and all, but why? Yeah, um, I, I know about the series, but I have not read Blackest Night. And it, like, it, it's a very fascinating just concept, the whole story. But yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know Scarecrow was in that and got the fear ring. Like, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, because um, obviously back then, the fear ring didn't go off your fear. It went off the fear of everyone else. Yeah. Right? So anyone around you who was afraid. So what you do is you make a manifestation for their fear. And and I have to admit, to some degree, yeah. that's what inspired me for Unnamed. You know? It's yeah. like, okay, you have the manifestation for their fear. You don't feed off it in quite the same way. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 I loved that. That was, that was really, really fun. To just kind of go, oh, okay. I get it. I get it. Yep. I'm with you. And, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, we're doing Violet 3 to 5. I'm doing Fallen number two with Dolphy's Gene. Um, Dolphy's Gene, the writer of uh, Spirit's Destiny. Um, if you're aware of that one. Um, uh, she worked with me on the first Fauna as well. And when I work with her, you know, it goes towards kind of like... Um, I suppose it becomes more like a, a sort of a community-driven story. Oh, excuse me. It's all about the community that this hero exists in. And yes, the hero is the main character, but the community becomes the focus. Um, and that's just, again, it's just the way I adapt my style to work with Dorfies. Um, I'm working on, what, what else am I working on? I know this, yeah. Um, I'm working on a comic about Vigilance, um, who's, uh, she's going to appear for the first time before... She's going to appear for the first time in her timeline after this comic is set, but before this comic comes out. That makes sense in my head. <laughs> um, they're, they're coming out out of order because she's a minor character in another comic, uh, which is already um, already ready. Like, it's the next superhero comic that'll come out. Um, but um, she's... Uh, her actual story of how she got from spoiled rich girl to supervillain is kind of an interesting one and i wanted to tell it but again i wanted to tell it after we'd seen her for the first time and seen that she's quite interesting um so you know i i i've picked up that with uh, uh with another writer who i've not worked with before i'm looking forward to seeing how that comes out um yeah i just you know there are a whole bunch of things that are going on right now um they're a lot of fun 
I'm also doing the genre breaking thing again, um, where I take something from you know, one of our comics, uh, one of our sci-fi comics. We've got it on Kickstarter right now. We've got um, Infiltration, uh, which is the audio drama version of uh, Infiltration, the Bug War number two, one of our um, sci-fi comics. And um, turning, a, turning a comic into an audio is always an interesting experience because you suddenly get... With a comic, you always show, not tell. With an audio, you can't. You literally cannot do that. It does not work. And the challenge of making the story still work when you don't have the images to support it necessarily. I mean, you could sit there and read the comic with it if you want to, but I don't want to make that a requirement to enjoy it. And sometimes it's the tiniest things that make it work. And you get, you know, I, I, I ended up having this, uh, I did the Foley for the first one, uh, Declaration. Uh, which you can also get. So this is number two, um, but you can also get number one if you missed it. Um, it's uh, it comes to about ooh, seven dollars for both of them, um, maybe eight. Um, my conversion something yeah, in my head. The uh, Kickstarter, and um, <clears throat> uh, you know, in the first one, I did the foley, and literally what I did for one of the scenes is I had the Foley artist um, literally walk on stone, just take steps on stone, and then we had a shower turn on. And you, you don't need anything else. You know exactly what happened in that scene, right? You, like, like, it's, it's like you hear, them, you hear them get off the bed, you know, you hear them stand up, you hear them sort of groan a bit, and then you just have these sort of five or six footsteps across stone and then the shower turns on. You just hear clink. You know what happened there. You know, and that might be three panels in a comic. Yeah. But because of the way the audio offers you this option, you can do it and any single person who listens to that knows exactly what that looks like. Everyone's done it at some point, especially when hungover, as that character is at that time. Um, and, and I am told, I don't drink, but I am told that uh, uh, showers are manna from heaven when you are, when you are hungover. Um, so, you know, you, you, have, you have this lovely opportunity to tell the story in a different way. Nice. <laughs> you see, it's interesting, too, because with, with, with audio, like, it's almost like there's some things that you can do a lot quicker and other things that you have to really like fill the room with like to make it ex an experience like it, it's pretty interesting it's the same with movies and books like in a book you can you can leave a lot up to the reader's mind but there's certain things you have to fill out where in a movie you need to show it because it's all visual and with audio it's all obviously it's all audio so like that shower like you said it could be three panels but it could be two sounds and all of a sudden they know what's going on and then other scenes like you could and then other scenes it's a nightmare um infiltration was by far the biggest challenge. So we've done seven of these. <laughs> um, and um, this is by far 
by far the hardest. Because the problem is that the main character is relatively taciturn and is exploring an alien world where none of the aliens speak English. Nice. So kind of like, okay, well, um, how do I indicate that what's going on here is um, the little alien kid is banging rocks together while the large alien is sort of practicing thrusting his spear, you know, like 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 combat drill or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, right, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's basically impossible. So that's where it becomes interesting as a creator because what do you compromise on? Where do you say, okay, you know what? I don't need this aspect. It doesn't work. It just muddies the water. I want to take it out. Um, uh, in fact, in that same scene, there was also another one who was stirring a metal pot. Right? And all in that same scene, because it was supposed to be a family all together, and it was like, okay, well, I get that. And, and the main character is sort of talking about how, you know, there's no sort of separate military in this society. They're all families, right? So you can't bomb the military without bombing their families as well. And he's because he's gone there to identify like strategic targets so they can bombard the planet and and and, and fight back because these aliens uh, killed their their um, their team at first contact. And you know he's he's sort of there going, uh, well, um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, you've got you've got this little 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 bug alien sort of bashing rocks together. And this this guy sort of, huh, <clears throat> and, and you got this pot stirring, you know, with the metal pot. And I'm like, no, no, we've got to we've got to like cut two of those because it makes no sense whatsoever. No one listening to this is even going to understand. It's happening. <laughs> so it, it, it makes it. <laughs> it makes it really interesting when you're trying to figure out how you deal with these issues um, as a creator. Because there isn't one answer to that question. There's no one way of dealing with it. Um, and as, you know, as the person who wrote the comic, as the person who's directing the audio drama, I've got to make decisions. And that is one of the biggest challenges, and I'm sure you guys know as well, making a decision to remove something that is integral to the story, but doesn't make sense. Uh -huh. um, and it's not a case of, in, in this case, in, a, in an audio short, it's not a case of, oh, you can just put it in somewhere else or put it in later or, or, or move stuff around. No, it, it literally is just a case of that sound doesn't make sense. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, which is, it's probably one of the toughest things as as a writer turning a comic into an audio, I think. Yeah, because like you were saying before, you want it so that they don't need the comic, but you also want it so they can enjoy it with the comic. And so, yeah, you can't throw, you can't just like throw away like huge things, but you have, like, there is stuff you have to like just kind of skip over and just, you know, hope they follow along accordingly. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean... It's about making both of them stand alone and also combinable. And that's the challenge and that's the interesting part for me as a creator. Yeah. It's the same with movies though too. Like honestly, people do that all the time. They're complaining like, why didn't they put this in the movie? And it's like, because it's already two and a half hours long. Like what did you want them to do? 
Like, you know, they can't they can't add everything that each individual person thought was necessary. Um, like, I think that was a huge thing with um, like the whole Harry Potter trilogy or trilogy, the series. There was a there was a particular character that they just removed because like the addition of that character would have added hours of footage for like, you know, three different movies. And it's like so it's it's interesting. Lord of the Rings is another good example with uh, the complete removal of several characters, including Tom Bombadil and various yeah. others, uh, just because they aren't necessary to the story at the end but of the day. Even the extended versions that are like three to four hours each, like the, even those couldn't have handled more characters. Like it's <laughs> it, it's too intense. It's it's too much. Yeah, yeah. I have I have watched through the uh, the entire extended version. This was oh a few years ago now. Goodness. Um, I think it was before the first Hobbit movie came out that I watched through the extended versions. Yeah, so did I. Um, <laughs> it's a few years ago now. I'll be honest. I'm not the I'm not the most massive fan of the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, I'm really not a fan of the Harry Potter movies. Whoa. Um, well, this is where you go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of the Harry Potter books, and I I am live and let live on people enjoying the movies. But personally, not for me. Like I like the movies. I'd like the Lord of the Ring movies way better. But um, yeah, they were just like good examples of like having to cut stuff. Like the Lord of the Rings. Like my dad used to read those to me growing up. So like you know that's why I like those. We had the old cartoons. Like there's like little cartoons that are drawn like they're from like the, the yeah you know like yeah. <laughs> they're like, so old. Um, but uh, yeah, no, the, the, like it's definitely something where um, yeah, again, even the extended versions, like because. In in the book, you could describe an entire battle in maybe two pages. Yeah, like you can't do that in a movie. Like that's one of the things that makes the movie epic is finally being able to see the battle of the five armies, right? Like you can't just remove that. Like, I, I should say, I actually did enjoy the Hobbit movies. Yeah, like, it's amazing. Like, I, was, I actually enjoyed them a lot more than I enjoyed the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, relative to the book, I mean. I, I, Relative to the book, yeah, yeah, I got you, yeah. Because, like, comparatively, like, I like The Hobbit better, but I think, like, it's pretty close to The Lord of the Rings. But uh, it also was made uh, quite a few years later, so it had, um, you know, it had time to, like, get better. Yeah, they, they had time to learn, didn't they, from the yeah. things that did and didn't work. Yeah, and because um, it was going backwards, like, it didn't, it didn't really need to, uh, they didn't need any continuity things in the sense of... Uh, that helps, too, yeah. yeah. Although, although they did add a whole bunch of continuity stuff to make the Lord of the Rings hang together better, Radagast being a good example. Yes, yeah. It doesn't feature in The Hobbit at all in the book. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah they did a very good job, but I like those a lot. And uh, I still remember, like, because the, the, the old cartoon, like, the first time you're introduced to Smog, and then, like, the first time I saw it, like, the real, like, the real, you know, the real, the CGI version, I'm just like, Whoa, yeah. I was so jacked. I was like, yes, like the only time I've ever seen this was when I was like 10. Like, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was definitely epic. Yeah. So, origin stories and other stuff. Well, we're going to go to. Uh, actually, one more point on origin stories just to round us back quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the what you just said about uh, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit is a very good point because yeah. you can literally insert an origin story whenever you like, right? So you don't have to do it at the beginning. That's there we are. Now we round back to origin stories. That's what I was actually thinking. I was like, oh, it's a good way to like segue back into the nice. 